Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet recording for the first time from this studio. Because the last one was the last time from the old... Bl- uh-huh. We moved. Hey, it's the Noobs and the Hoobian. <laughs> my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the, the Noobs. And this is the podcast that uh, is out of practice because... Uh, we haven't recorded <laughs> We in burned like up all weeks. of our buffer weeks because <laughs> we moved. But uh, in the meantime, we are the uh, podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome back to episode number 123. Ooh, one, two, three. That, that just made me feel good. I don't know why. <laughs> Covering Series 8, Episode 8, Mummy on the Orient Express. Trip, you, there's so many typos right wow. now. <laughs> Mummy on Oriental, Oriental Express. Express. <laughs> that is very mummy, wrong. Mummy on the Orient Express. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara fight a mummy on a train. In space! Because we had to have one that was just insane. I, when you put it that way, this episode sounds like it sounds the most horrible. ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, you well, know what? Okay, the, okay so the guy, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the guy Perkins, um, he was, I, I, I didn't look up who he is, the actor or whatnot, but he was like on some of the promotional materials and it said he plays, uh, you know, uh, the engineer on a train and then I think it literally said like dot, dot, dot in space. <laughs> really? They just leaned right. into it. Uh, so anyways, this is story number 249, originally airing October 11th, 2014. October 11th. Wow. We're like, it's like we're about to catch up to away. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. T- today is actually October 4th. So we're like one week off. So next week we should be recording. Nope, we'll still be a week behind. Anyways, uh, it aired uh, to 7.1 million viewers. It was written by Jamie Matheson and directed by Paul Wilmshurst. Again, uh, we we remember we had that. <laughs> remember we had the little yeah. snafu last time. Uh, yeah, directed again by Paul Wilmshurst. A um, little bit of miscellaneous trivia on this one. Uh, so we talked in the last episode about uh, how Jared mentioned to me. Uh, the movie Murder on the mm-hmm. Orient Express, which I was like somewhat vaguely familiar with. Uh, M- Murder on the Orient Express was a novel. It was an Agatha Christie novel. I knew it was oh, a I'm novel. Go I read had no idea it was this. by Agatha Christie. Yeah. So here's, uh, you know, uh, some more Agatha Christie in Doctor Who. Um, this was one of her uh, Poirot novels. Poirot, Poirot was like, uh, it was her detective guy that she always uh. wrote. You know, it's like her Sherlock. And so he was the guy. And, and uh, okay. So you remember uh, Knives Out? Yeah. When, remember the scene where they kind of like gathered everyone together and like laid out, mm-hmm. here's what actually happened. That is from Poirot. Like that, that whole thing of gathering all of the potential um, uh, suspects into one room and laying out the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that in Clue. That comes from these novels. And so uh, it was originally published in 1934. It was made into a TV movie for ITV in 2010. There was a CBS TV movie in 2001. It was also a 1974 film and a 2017 film. Mm. None of which we've seen. But <laughs> yeah. but at any rate, um, yeah, so uh, the, the idea was, it's funny because it struck me as kind of like The Doctor. Uh, Poirot is on the Orient Express, either going to vacation or, yeah, I think he was like headed out on vacation. And of, of course... 
because Poirot is there, a murder happens yeah. on the train. So it's kind of like, of you know, which is basically what happened here, right? The doctor yeah. and Clara yeah. were supposed to be going on their last hurrah. It was supposed to be Except doing a fun thing. He knew. And then, well, yeah. He, yeah, 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 yeah. But at any rate. Uh, so apparently there is a deleted scene where Maisie was on the beach in that final scene. I guess she's like just off camera in what we actually saw. So at some point, like the camera um, pans over and she's there. And it's revealed in that scene that when the doctor used her memories to trap the mummy, he actually removed the memories from her. Oh, no. So, like, now she doesn't have any of the bad memories about her mom anymore. So, kind of like a nice little happy ending button. I see. Yeah, I thought you meant she had no more memories. No, No, because remember how he he took all of the, the like, bad memories about her mom. Yeah. So, that's... um, those are all gone now, so she doesn't have She that. just forgets about her mom entirely. That's right. <laughs> so 12 mentioned that, as we were just alluding to, that Gus had been trying to lure him there for a while. That's where Clara, like, freaked out. Like, you knew, you knew this whole time. At the end of The Big Bang, Eleven uh-huh. got a call on the TARDIS phone saying that an Egyptian goddess was loose on the Orient Express in space. Okay, so The Big Bang... This would have been the 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 final scene in the Big Bang was Amy and Rory's wedding. Y'all yeah. y'all remember what I'm talking about now? Yeah. Uh-huh. So at the end, he uh, gets that call and tells Amy and Rory, and then they're like, "Let's go!" And she like waves out the door of the TARDIS like goodbye, and and they they take off. So um, that's this was a callback to that. Essentially, so they turned a joke into an episode. Yeah, with like with like backstory too, because the doctor, yeah. the twelfth doctor, actually said that there have been other things like free tickets and like so apparently, yeah. apparently the Egyptian got in my. Hey, in my look! Thinking, here's some free tickets to this epic murder train. Mur- Want to join it? <laughs> murder train. So my thinking is, they tried him with the free tickets. And he said no. Then he tried him with the Egyptian goddess on the loose. And for whatever, I mean, we led to believe at the end of that episode that that's where they go, right? Yeah. Apparently, Apparently not. they Apparently didn't. Apparently not. Yeah. And what's funny is when we were watching that episode and he said, there's an Egyptian goddess loose, I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was a mummy. Wait a minute. I thought that's like two seasons from now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what am I remembering here? And and then I forgot all about it. I hadn't thought about it since. <laughs> but the Wikia pointed it out that this is actually, uh, they said it was wrapping up a plot point. <laughs> From yeah. the Big Bang. And I was like, no, that was really just point. a joke. Yeah, it was just a throwaway gag at the end. Yeah, so. Um, under the cast, as I said, I should have looked up uh, who played um, Perkins because I've, I've got some things to say yeah. about Perkins later on. I should have looked him up. Maybe he's more uh, famous than I gave him credit for. I think but, I recognized him, actually. I don't know what from, though. Oh, really? I, yeah, I was going to say, go, go. Let's see. Go do a little bit of digging. Uh, the jazz singer. Did you guys notice that what should have been a total background character got like a really crazy, weird close up? Like she's singing. First of all, yeah. she was singing a jazzy version of Queen's Don't Stop Me <laughs> Now, which <laughs> I thought funny. was pretty. It's a pretty, pretty good cover. Good. So um, when they lingered on her face, they did they did what uh, I think what's called an orbital where like the camera kind of like swung around in orbit mm-hmm. around her face pointing at her as she's singing. And I was like, oh, okay, they're doing something here. They're saying, mm-hmm. hey, look who it is. And we don't know who it is. 
<laughs> uh, her name is, or her stage name is Foxes. And she is a Grammy award winning singer okay. that I have never heard of. So I don't know if what? she is a UK pop star or, mm. or what, but, but she's won a Grammy, which is a, a US okay. award. Um, at any rate, so they did this. Uh, they, they put her in this, in this scene at the beginning. And then the BBC actually did a full music video for this song. There are two full music videos for this song. One. so funny. Yeah, it's actually really good. Corbin, you were saying like it's actually a, a pretty decent cover. Yeah. When you get to, when you can listen to it and actually just hear it without uh, all, all the stuff, stuff happening. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And uh, somebody down in the YouTube comments said like Freddie Mercury would be really proud of this cover. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they did a full, the BBC put out a full music video that's like, first of all, the music is a little bit more souped up. Like there's more orchestration and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's her singing on stage with like a spotlight, but then they cut away to scenes from Doctor Who. And uh, the, the Wakia said scenes from this episode. It's not. It's scenes from all of series eight so far. Hmm. It's like little clips. And so like um, when it says defying the laws of gravity, there's a clip of them bouncing around on the moon. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't the playground moon. It was when they were on the actual moon oh, and, yeah. and, and Courtney is like jumping real high. It showed that. And there's, there's other stuff like that where there's really weak connections <laughs> between the lyrics that are being sung and the clip that they chose. It's like, <laughs> it's really weird. Like you could tell, like this was a TV show trying to do a music video. And then I guess on the heels of that, Foxes released a, another version where it's just her singing. It's the, it's a music video, not a mm-hmm. Doctor Who montage set to this song. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and apparently for whatever reason, when she released that version, she did the, the instrumentation version from the episode, not the more orchestrated version uh. that they did in the, in the BBC version of the video or whatever. Corbin, did you find uh, Perkins? Well, I found him. It seems like mostly he's known for writing and directing Oh really? But he What's his name? Uh oh, uh Frank Skinner. Okay. But um I've just found something. I think he I don't know if he wrote for it. I think it says he starred in it. What's that? The five ish doctors. What is this? <laughs> Wait, what okay, I'll come back to that. Was he in it or did he write it? I think he was in it. He okay. starred in it. The five ish doctors is something we should totally check out. Um It's a comedy short. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to, there's another Doctor Who podcast that I listen to, and it's, it's a challenge for me because they're ahead of us. Oh, nice. So I have, I am purposefully behind because I don't want to listen to their show and then record our episode and, and then be regurgitating all the things they yeah. said. Um, so as a result of that, I just listened to the fi- their coverage of the 50th anniversary episode, and they referenced the five-ish doctors. What that is... Uh, so one of the deals, either the, I don't think it was Moffat. I think it was the BBC said, we will not be putting any classic doctors in the 50th anniversary episode. They're all too old. You can't do it. Now, of course, Moffat got around that by putting, uh, um, crap, Tom Baker in. Remember as the librarian? Oh, he's Uh, not actually. Maybe, maybe not. 
so at any rate, the there's four or five classic Who Doctor actors that are still alive. And so they got together and created this this comedy <laughs> skit, essentially. Um, Corbin, did you happen to catch how long it is? I mean, is it like it's a 30, like 30 minutes? minutes? Is it? Okay, it's a 30-minute thing. So we definitely need to look this up and, and check it out. What it is, it is those actors trying to get into the 50th anniversary episode. <laughs> I, I'm struggling to tell, though, did they just like write a story of them trying to get into the show or were they like actually trying to and they filmed it or like i'm so confused no i think it's just a bit okay i I don't think they were actually trying to but what's funny is there again i haven't seen it but i've read a little bit about it i think there are scenes in it where they actually show up on set of the actual filming of the 50th wow like they're trying to like break in backstage and stuff like that and, uh, and like I don't know why down. it's called The Five-ish. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that's about. So you have, we'll have in Classic Who, you have the three doctors. You yeah. have the five doctors. You have the two doctors, which we actually saw. So this one was the five-ish doctor. <laughs> so they're like running through the set. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So yeah, we definitely need to look that up and, and check it out. So, so what was the guy's name again? Uh, Frank Skinner. So I he was, really he was find in anything. that episode? I, I or something? think, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And I wonder what he did. So he's directed and played in a lot of stuff or written or something. I didn't recognize any of it. Okay. But, but he, so he's primarily known as a writer director? Yeah. Interesting. Like interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian, as always, is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get your hosting, domain registration, and security all at a great price. Um, as always, we have a special deal just for Noobs in the Hoobian listeners or those lucky enough to know one. Head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com and use the code NOOBS at checkout and get 15% off of your entire order and get started building your awesome website today. If you're not a DIY person and you're like, I need a website, but I don't know anything about it, email me at austin at r5websitemanagement.com. We can talk about what your needs are and how we can help get you there. So we're going to move on into the checklist. Uh, name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Wasn't it? Surely it was. I mean... I mean, I didn't write it down. Surely, to be fair, they didn't even call it a mummy that often, even though it was totally a mummy. They were like, "Oh, it's so, got like rags." So or, that brings us into the know. next bit. The creature of the week was the foretold, which, uh-huh. by the way, really awesome name. Yeah. Oh yeah, like just really, really awesome name. Interesting, also interesting concept for a monster. Oh yeah, of that like, was cool. okay, first of all, mm-hmm. it is a mummy. It's like the classic, <laughs> yeah. by the way, 1934 murder on the Orient Express. This would have been like peak time of the, uh, oh crap. Was it, was it the Paramount monsters? Universal, the universal monsters. So the universal, uh, uh, movies, uh, like universal studios, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was them. They were, they did Frankenstein and the mummy and Dracula huh. and yeah, the Wolfman. They did all those kinds of movies. And so um, this would have been, I think, right around that same time. I mean, they they were doing these back in like uh, silent films on into black and white talkies and, you know, that kind of thing. They actually tried to um, (laughs) they tried to bring all of those back, the Universal Monsters. Mm. They were going to spin up the Universal Monster movie version of the MCU. Yeah, I heard about that. The Darkverse. So oh, is that what it was called? Yeah, the Darkverse. So. Yeah, and and so, uh, Tom, so Tom Cruise appeared in a reboot of the Mummy, and a, 
tanked so hard <laughs> that it literally killed the entire it killed an entire universe. Wow. Oh my goodness. I mean, can you imagine can you imagine if Iron Man 1 had been so poorly received that the MCU never happened? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Mm. So at any rate, to have a mummy on the Orient Express is just yeah. like D- of course, you yeah, know, just duh. like you have a flapper and you have a jazz singer and, you know, and all those kinds of things. Uh, so at any rate, um, the foretold was, of course, a space mummy <laughs> in space. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was definitely like a mummy, too, because he was dead already. Like, I mean, it, it was. Yeah, it was a sci fi mummy future tech version uh, of a mummy, but absolutely still a mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like while he's got like a teleportation device and, and something cloak. that, yeah, and like something that keeps Pulls him you out, out of phase with the universe, yeah. and also by the way keeps him alive forever. But he's wrapped in bandages. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why wasn't he like wrapped in some kind of like apparently high tech polymer? Even though it's keeping I, yeah, him alive, yeah, and he's got like oh, disgusting way, gnarly teeth and like and yeah. feet. Oh yeah, those uh, feet the were feet, bad. The one foot dragging Burr. at like the wrong angle Burr. disturbed Burr. me. Oh yeah, just deeply oh, yeah. in my soul. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, no. There was a, a, an interesting line. It's not just a mummy; it's a vampire. <laughs> like, Which, well, that's interesting. Oh, Corbin, oh, is this is was this the thing? All right. What no, was your decision? No, I what just, was your decision? Are we doing it now? Or are we doing? It yeah, later? let's do it now. All right. Basically, Cor- Corbin wasn't sure if we should cover the what we're about to cover. In the creature of the week section, or if it needed to be spun out into a can we talk about? Yeah. So it, it should be fine. But, it should um, be fine. So it has a new victim every couple of minutes. Yeah. For like, what, several thousand years? Would uh, they say it was like 5,000, 5,000, five, something? So, like, in the hundreds of millions to billions of victims, right? And All none of them have said. We surrender. Well, no, apparently somebody has because that's part of the legend is if you know the right thing to say, the only reason that they would know that is if someone did it once. Well, it, but they didn't remember what it was. <laughs> legends. Maybe can there's come multiple from nothing. It, they clearly no Could one be. has said it before because it disintegrated when he said. we Okay, surrender. that's, that's what I'm saying. See that. Okay, that was something I, I wasn't clear on because it was part of the legend. That if you bargained with it or said the right thing, vampires aren't real. But we say, "Oh, hold garlic up, and it'll disappear." I mean, you don't, you don't. Eh? Something doesn't have to be real and have an actual weakness for you to make a story about it and give it one, right? There's no reason to think that someone did stop the whole thing. The doctor was trying to do was figure out the right thing to say. Like that became. Here's how we're going to defeat this thing. We have to figure out the right thing to say, right? So the professor guy tried to bargain with it and say the right thing mm-hmm. and failed. And yeah. the doctor tried to say the right thing and he succeeded. So it's like part of the legend was you have to say the right thing to get him to stop. But apparently, as you pointed out, no one has before because if someone had, he would have uh-huh. disintegrated. What I'm saying so how did was- anybody ever know that if you say the right thing? That's not the plot hole, though. The plot oh, hole is the plot hole? no one has ever said... I surrender? I feel like, especially when something is trying to kill you, I surrender feels like a very common thing. If an evil monster jumped out from under your bed and started attacking you, maybe I wouldn't surrender. Maybe I wouldn't, but there have been billions (laughs) of panicking people dying at this thing's hands. Yeah, yeah, I 
can see that. I'm like, surely someone before now would That's have said. Why they're saying that I they surrender. were fighting a war. So I'm assuming there's multiple of these. This is not the only one. It definitely one. could be. It and maybe could that, be, but maybe they don't that's, give that's us where anything the to prove that. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe someone did say I surrender and that one disintegrated. And that's why it's part of the legend. I think Trip just plugged your plot hole. I still don't really think so because you're basing <laughs> this off the assumption that someone actually did stop it. But we they don't give us evidence to think that's true. Your point your point though is that surely someone would have done this by now. I guess. And what we're saying is maybe, maybe someone have. did and my evidence is that's why it's part of the legend. If you know the right thing to say, you can defeat it. And people have I guess. And who knows? Maybe for one of the other mummy soldiers, it wasn't we surrender. It was at ease <laughs> or Sorry. stand down or, you know, I mean, who knows? So, but it, yeah, it is, it is an interesting um, trip. No, I think you solved it. <laughs> yeah. I think you solved the plot hole. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, so let's see under jiggery pokery of uh, the Sonic. Uh, this go round, it didn't work because of a suppression field. Which... Just another cop out okay. for why the thing doesn't work. So that was my that was my next line. Which is more convenient? A sonic screwdriver that can do just about anything, or a suppression field that nullifies it? Entirely. It can't do anything. Now. Yeah. Like, okay, because a deadlock <laughs> yeah. nullifies the sonic's ability to unlock it. They got tired of but the, the deadlocks that are like right. let's just well, entirely the, hinder it. Yeah, the suppression field made it so that it couldn't do anything. It couldn't even yeah. scan the suppression field. So he had to just like assume that that's what was going on. Hmm. So this is like, this is, uh, is this like anti kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> like if, you know, Superman's one weakness is kryptonite and then one day Superman discovers anti kryptonite. Am I describing, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm sorry. The the more appropriate Doctor Who reference here would be anti plastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you defeat something made of plastic? Anti-plastic, duh. The thing that's opposite of Whatever plastic. Whatever that is. That's right. Not plastic. Uh, the psychic paper did an interesting thing this week. Uh, the doctor says, I'm your worst nightmare, and flips open the psychic paper, which, by the way, looked a little different this time. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. It had, like a, it had like a frame around it, like mm-hmm. a wallet that you would have your driver's license in. <laughs> yeah. Whereas normally it was just like a pad of paper. Anyways, he says, I'm your worst nightmare, flips it open, and the captain says, oh, great, a mystery shopper. <laughs> Wait, a mystery wait, shopper? That's, that's your, your worst nightmare? nightmare? Oh, wait. <laughs> really? He's like, yep, yes, I am at, a mystery at shopper. At which point I had to explain to Trip what a mystery shopper is, which made me think, wait a minute, maybe we should explain that to, to the listeners because I know what a mystery shopper is because I worked in fast food for five years. And in fast food, as well as some other retail jobs, a mystery shopper is someone who is hired by the company to come into your store and pretend to be a customer. So they come in, so like Trip was like, well, do they like, do you know who they are? And it's like, no, that's the whole point. <laughs> it's a mystery. You don't know. They're in there undercover. So they come in, they do act they like they're- they ever tell you? the person never tells you I was a mystery shopper. What happens is they come in, they, they do everything. They look at how clean was the parking lot on the way in? How long did I have to wait in line? Uh, were all the lights on the sign in the parking lot on? Um, how long did I have to wait to, before I was greeted? And then how long did it take for, for me to get my food? Was my food hot? Was it right? Was it good? Did it taste good? Um, did I get everything I was supposed to get? You know, and all those kinds of things. And then they write up a, a report and they send in a score and, 
So you don't know that you've had a mystery shopper come through until the report shows up. And the report just says it happened on this day. Mm. I don't even, I, I don't even know if it tells you what time it happened. Um, mm. And so you have like a rough guess of like, it was around this day, but you know, like you also had like 500 other customers that day. Yeah. So who's going to know? Like, um, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So at any rate, uh, that's what that's what the doctor was posing as was a you know a, an undercover quality control man basically. So we've seen him be like you know Department of Inspections and Health Inspector and Safety and all this kind of stuff. It's like nope, mystery shopper. <laughs> so uh, no mention this week of the attack eyebrows. Did we get any needless sacrificial deaths? Mm, I mean, no one sacrificed themselves. Yeah, like nobody intentionally said, I'll be the next one to die. Maybe the closest we got was the professor guy. Um, Mm -hmm. What did you guys think about the professor guy uh, being totally on board? Uh, He's approximately this tall. uh, He looks like this and blah, blah, blah. He's being all very clinical, but the closer he gets to zero, he starts going, you shut up, doctor. I'm going to die the way I want to die. Like, what did you guys think of that? I thought it was more odd that he... Like, immediately, immediately, as soon as he saw it, he started describing it. There was no, like, come on, tell us what you're seeing, which is what everyone else had, so. Well, because he was a scientist. Yeah, he's a scientist. And That's he not was. necessarily weird. But. Well, and also, he has been dreaming of this day where he would get to see an actual monster. Yeah. Because he's mm-hmm. been studying monster stories his whole life, and now he's like, Maybe I'll get to actually see uh, a legit monster. I mean, yeah, I think it makes sense. He obviously would start freaking out more and more as he suddenly realizes, oh, Oh, I'm I'm going to die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the doctor can't save me. There's 60 seconds left, and this thing is unstoppable, apparently. Right. Right. I think it made sense. It was pretty good. Um, Other stuff we noticed. Um, Oh, I love the line from the captain. Turns out it's three. The number of people who have to die before I stop looking the other way. It's like, okay, uh, good to know we can quantify that now. Two bizarre and nearly identical deaths. Oh, it's nothing. It's just a coincidence. No, I it think could he... be coincidence. Three, that's a pattern. They happen like mm-hmm. a few minutes apart. Well, again, And it still. perfectly matches the story okay, the doctor okay. was trying to tell you. Listen, an of- old woman died. A woman who was over 100 years old died. And then... A guy who had anxiety issues freaked out and died. Yeah, but both of them Duh. had like bizarre, you know, hallucinations and right. just screaming. Right. So again, two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I used to have a buddy who, uh, we worked at a children's camp and he would pull this gag all the time. And the first, tw- li- he literally got me with this twice. <laughs> the first time was great. The second one, I was like, I can't believe I g- you got me again with that. We're walking through camp. And it was like surrounded by forest. And he goes, oh my gosh, those two trees are in a straight line. And I was like, what? Oh, wow, that's weird. And then I went, wait, hang on a second. Two trees? Because like any two trees are in a straight line. That's like the definition of a line. And he would do that with uh, the staff. He would do it with the campers. And it got me every time because two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. If you got three trees that are like dead dead on in a line, then you have to go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But two trees in a row? In a straight line? It's that's, that's just what a straight happens. line is. <laughs> that's right. A straight <laughs> line a straight is line. a line between two points. Oh, thank you for 
for thanks for clarifying, clarifying that, that all yeah. the way out. Yes, yeah. The horse is dead. Please keep it. <laughs> uh, the pick for the doctor on. Oh, this was great. I did not notice this. Uh, the the wiki pointed it out. I did notice something weird was happening. So when the doctor called Clara, she flipped open her phone and there was a picture of something there. And then she said hello. The picture was a stick insect wearing a top hat. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he didn't even wear a top so hat. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, but do you remember the line, you know, like, uh, little girls also don't want to be harassed by stick insect looking old men, but here we are, or something to that effect? Oh, that was great. Uh, so who's who? Uh, I mentioned who is Perkins. Uh, was he a companion that never was? I is think he on the so, list with like of. Astrid and, 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 yeah, he was a lady. Great dude. I wish he had stayed to fix the whatever the whatever they were you know uh, yeah yeah the, the main then we thing. could have more adventures with smart mechanic the <laughs> smart know. mechanic man um so i, I thought it was a good superhero <laughs> got a wrench um he turned down the doctor yeah. that was interesting so like sad okay so up until this point perkins was the perfect companion yeah yeah but he missed one key thing whereas Every other companion or companion that never was, all they want to do is run off with the doctor and, then and go have adventures. Murdered or died or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Uh, well, I'm At saying, least he didn't die. I, that is that's, the one good yes. thing. He turned him down instead right. of dying. So he did what Donna did at first, but then even she couldn't, uh, you know, stay away. Wait, does that good. mean he's going to be back? <laughs> um, he turned down the doctor. He's like, you know, I could see this like not turning out well for me. So like, mm-hmm. good on you, Perkins. Like, you're, <laughs> you're smart. Like, you're not only good with like, trains. I'm Matt you're Dad good with, with life. this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm Matt Dad. I don't know why. I don't know what accent that is and why this British engineer started using it, but it works. I can't uh, go with you. I'm Matt Dad. I'm Matt Dad. <laughs> Who is Danny Pink? Uh, Danny Pink is the most freaking supportive boyfriend <laughs> in the history of every universe. You want to travel around <laughs> What are you, flying through rich? space on a train? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, let's back Go up ahead. though. What happened last episode? And we're going to we're going to get into this. Don't you worry. You should not be near the doctor ever again. <laughs> Did he say that though? I don't know. Did he? Okay. I don't know. Okay. So two episodes ago, he was like, this guy is no good for you. Trust me. I've I've served with men like him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode, remember, we we talked about Danny could have gotten his I told you so moment and didn't, mm-hmm. which already made him the best boyfriend ever yeah, in the universe. But then on this episode, she has, by the way, the Wikia says three weeks later, there's three weeks between the last episode and this one. I don't know what they based uh, that yeah, on. I was but, say. Uh, she runs off with him again and Danny's like, yeah, totally. Sure, whatever. Go for, have fun, babe. Like, see you soon. And then when she calls him, he's like, "Hey, I hope you're enjoying your 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 it's, last thing here. Hey, are you sure? Because like y'all seem to get along pretty well. Like, you're 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 always going to be friends. You're not dumping him. Like, first of all, I'm your boyfriend. And second <laughs> of all, like that was the one thing. Like he was like, but even then, he didn't make it about him. He was like, well, first of all, you can't dump him. He's not your boyfriend. 
That would have been the opportunity, by the way, that would have been the moment where I, a lesser man than Danny Pink, would have said, because I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> a lesser man. <laughs> I, I have no problem admitting I am half the man that Danny Pink is. Um, Danny says, basically, like, go enjoy your space train adventure and, hey, at least it's safe. Try not to die. Hey, well, no, I mean, he's like, at least it's safe. Like, it's kind of boring. It How sounds wrong like, could he be? Well, uh, obviously. But, I mean, like, holy crap, Danny. Like, you're freaking amazing. Anyways, uh, so who is Clara? Clara says, I can't do this anymore, at least not the way you do it. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, mm. wow. Um, you okay over there? <laughs> yeah. It's really not that, like, you know, strong like, of a roast or anything. You want a sip of water? Just, or, like, <laughs> towel? Your face is, like, beet red. What is going on? <laughs> Here was my question. I can't do this anymore, at least not the way you do it. All right. Was this Clara reaching a new point in her relationship with the doctor? Or was this her saying, I liked the way Eleven did it better? Yeah, which is not that different. You know what I'm saying? Than twelve did it, but whatever. Well, they have their differences, but it's not like guys. Okay, so remember, and I've I've said this before, but remember, at this point, the twelfth Doctor seems kind of cold and callous, and uncaring, and not very nice. He's instead of instead of hugs and and handshakes and awkward. Uh, French cheek kisses like Eleven gave us, he's angry attack eyebrows. <laughs> and I don't like hugs. Yeah. That's who this guy is. I'm so not sure I'm a hug person. I don't think you have a choice. A hug person. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't know if this was a if this was another jab at the at 12 or if this is just Clara and the doctor. Yeah. And I really can't tell because yeah. I feel like there is some discontinuity with like I feel like Eleven and 10 were more similar than 11 and 12. Well, Is that fair obviously. to say? Yeah, kind of. like 50 years older or something? I don't know. I, well, not only age, but just their old demeanor. grandpa. I feel like, honestly, I feel like 12 is maybe more similar to nine. Yeah. But, but more cynical and not <laughs> yeah. lovey-dovey all the yeah. time, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so it's kind of an interesting little sandwich there. Like a, uh, it's a nine twelve sandwich with ten and eleven Wait. in the middle there. What is this analogy you're making? I think I just said eleven is a slice of cheese, <laughs> and ten it's a turkey. Moving right on. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, uh, so this is their last hurrah. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. She changes her mind at the very <laughs> no, end no. and even goes back to lying to the doctor and Danny. Dad's gone, and we just which, solved this. Yeah. <laughs> If you lie Robin, to me, right. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm about to have Do you need a sip of water or a towel? <laughs> I'm so angry. I feel like the I'm mitigating two you two episodes. having fits back to back. <laughs> the past two episodes have been this pointless character arc that ends up with her being a worse off person because now she's lying to the doctor and her boyfriend about nothing. And I no, hate no, 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 no. Lying to the doctor and her boyfriend again, again, yeah, again. about nothing at all. I just, like, I I know I complained about this. He was totally okay episode. with Trip, trip, trip. Hang on a second. I want to know what Corbin actually feels about this. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I complained about this last episode where I'm like, I'm sure this is gonna blow over, and her having an absolute fit is going to have been nothing in a single episode, you know. And 
not only is that what happened, but then she just goes straight back to like, okay, I'm going to lie to them both. Why? <laughs> Didn't we say earlier that Danny was like, you should go with him if you're are okay with him? Yeah, or Dan- da- well, no, Danny. he was like, you'll still be friends, basically, is what he was Danny's saying. like, do what you think is best for yeah, you. And instead, she's like, I'm not going to actually tell you what's happening. I'm not going to actually tell the doctor what's happening because I hate you both. I don't know. And Here's the here's what I thought was interesting so was at the end of the last episode, Clara's like, you get out of here. You no clear way. off. You clear off and go far, far away and don't oh, ever come back. Just like and I hate you. And blah, blah, blah. The doctor. To the point where Corbin said, uh, we were working on the notes or maybe it was Trip. We were prepping the notes and Trip said, is Clara even in this one? Because it was the 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 end of the last episode episode was so final seeming mm-hmm. that Trip literally was like there you know something in the notes there there was a spot in the notes where it referenced Clara um, that we were carrying over from last yeah. week and Trip's like should I just delete this like is she even in this episode and I, and all of a sudden I was like ah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'll just leave it in. I don't know. Mm. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, in the first three seconds, she's stepping out of the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, well, and no, I guess that's not true. It was after like the cold open. Do, right. We're just friends again. Yeah. Yay. What? <laughs> it's like, I hate you. Get out of here. I will never see you ever again three weeks later. Like, oh, hi, Doctor. The yeah, end exactly. of the episode was her, like, bawling and screaming at him. Yeah. And then yeah. the next episode, oh, it's just happy one last adventure and then oh you you lied to me and you risked my life let's go on another adventure well what and that that's the thing is yeah uh i mean there were some some weeks in between there i know but like your last adventure was him doing exactly what you got mad at him for doing in the first place and then you're like actually no i'm gonna start lying to my boyfriend to stay with him because uh I don't know. I hate everyone. I, something. I just. <laughs> I get, it's so mind-bogglingly. All right, Trip. Go ahead and add a new section into the notes here called Corbin Corbin's has rage feelings. fits. No, just Corbin has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin has I, loud feelings. <laughs> I, I agree, I, Trip. I, I mean, uh, Corbin. I get where you're coming from. And again, like I said, part of it is I'm looking at this and seeing that there were weeks in between. And you're going to have fights with people in life that are like this. I know there were weeks in between, yeah, but, but it feels like nothing for the viewer. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I know three weeks happened, but for us, it was like, it's but been was, two minutes. There was no for indication. For us, it was literally two weeks. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> we went two but weeks. But we don't get that, oh, they the doctor went off and had adventures without her while things cooled down. It's just, oh, and there. There was no indication that again. any time had passed. So, yeah. So she, I mean, I don't even know how the... TARDIS Wikia figured out that it had been three weeks. Where you know, did they she, get that information she said, from? She said in that opening bit, she was like, I was mad at you. I was mad for weeks. And I, I think she just said for weeks. I don't think she Which, said for three weeks. Clearly three weeks. It's, yeah, I, pff, whatever. Um, I. So would it have been better if we had gotten an episode? Without her. Like a companion light? I yeah, think that probably I think would have been. just one throwaway episode in between, especially an episode like this, which is kind of just super ridiculous. Basically, Clara didn't even like, need to be in this. Yeah, one. so she, she didn't other do than to lie right, to that all right, one. Here's girl. all right. Here's to lie to people. here's where I'll here's where I'll I'll change. Uh, I'll part ways with you a little bit. Is that 
yes, at the beginning of the episode, it seemed like everything was fine. I do think that they, um, there was, there was not enough explanation at the beginning. Yeah. It took, it took a couple of minutes to get to that. And maybe that's fine. Maybe that's fine. Like, whoa, what's going on here? Everybody's fine. And then they had the exposition conversation mm-hmm. where it's like, I was mad at you for weeks. Um, but then they explain like, this is the last hurrah. And then the reason that Clara is in this episode is because she met Maisie and Maisie turned her around. That's the reason that she and Maisie were locked up in the room. Instead of her being out there, being the companion, helping the doctor, she was having a therapy session Mm. and learning that maybe the doctor wasn't so bad after all. Yeah, but then the doctor is like, lie to Maisie and we're going to kill her but tell her it's going to be fine. And I know it's but like... But then we revealed why. Yeah, I know it's like, oh, I couldn't tell the robot, but from Clara's perspective, she till she still lied to a woman to say, like, a woman she just met and had become friends with, and it's like, you'll be fine. And really she thinks, oh, you're going to die. You're definitely going to. And the doctor's like, oh, but I did it. I did it because, like, the robot is listening. And for some reason that just makes... That makes it better for her. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I was still convinced that I was condemning this woman, but because <laughs> something was listening or yeah. whatever, like totally it's all, it's suddenly fine. I didn't get the whole point why he couldn't tell the robot that he was going to do the whole memory thing. Yeah, I don't know. There were several things that I didn't understand about Gus. Like why was it suppressing his... Sonic screwdriver that would have been so useful. Right. Like oh, I didn't have information about that. on yeah. this thing. Okay. All right. For me, one of the big problems was why did he say, you know, terminate the phone call or whatever? Yeah. He was talking to his companion and gathering intel. Important. He's yeah. doing the thing that he that that Gus wanted him to do. So what and was Gus? The, like, I didn't understand. Ejects Gus. people out of an airlock because he won't listen to him, and it's like. Right, He's without, trying to help right by now. By the way, by the way, without warning. Yeah, without telling. If he had said, get off the phone or I'm going to blow someone out the airlock, that would have been different. Well, it's definitely more powerful to just see, oh, he already did blow people out the airlock. Uh, okay. I better cut this thing off now. Still, I, yeah, there were, there were things I did not understand about Gus. He's no. a robot. Mm. You can't understand his motivations. <laughs> Wait, I don't, was, was Gus a robot? I thought so, yeah. He was yeah, just the AI inside the train. Yeah, because he's like human oh. life. I thought that was what we were supposed to believe at the beginning, and then it turns out it was an actual dude. I don't think it was. It, well, he said, "Was it always lie? The lives are unneeded now, and then like cut off the I don't know life control or whatever." Life oh yeah, because he was totally yeah. willing to just kill everyone on the train as soon as they were done with the task. So. Right, yeah, survivors are not required. I was like, dang, okay. <laughs> yeah, and the doctor was like, yeah, I had a feeling that would happen. It's like, wait, what? Uh, you knew yeah. this? <laughs> Why'd you think that was going to happen? I don't know. I just still, I find all of Clara's, why are you trying to, why are you sneezing? I'm, I'm sorry. I just find all of Clara's <laughs> motivations in this episode really confused because, like, the doctor does all of the things that she was so mad at him for yeah. doing. Yeah. And then that's what makes her stay with him. But I just don't get that. I'm, I don't know. Okay, when you say he did all the things that 
I mean, I don't what re- things. I don't really know the specifics of why she was mad, but clearly, I'm sure it has to do with him throwing in her into dangerous situations constantly, lying to her quite often, and doing quite heartless things on a regular basis. And he does like all of those in this episode. And I then it's thought, like, oh, but you're heartless because you were faking it or whatever the stupid line was. And then like, yeah. oh, everything is fine now. And it's like, <laughs> what, what is the exact line? He was pretending to be heartless, which just yeah. unfortunately sums up the writing of the 12th Doctor way too so, well. All right. So that's, that's what I was going to get into. So who is the Doctor? Yeah. So first of all, uh, I love the line, well, what kind of Doctor are you? And he says, well, that's a, now that's a question that's not asked often enough. Like <laughs> sarcasm much. Uh, and he says, let's say intestinal parasites. Like you're a doctor of intestinal parasites. Tapeworms, like, basically. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Uh, let's see. The doctor is talking to himself like he's a different person and being rhetor- <laughs> rhetorical to himself. That was a weird scene. That I was, was being so rhetorical. Bizarre. Who are you talking? I know the doctor <laughs> is like weird. But, okay, we've. I think we've seen twelve kind of doing this, like muttering to himself. But he went full on Smeagol Gollum, <laughs> where he was like facing different directions <laughs> and changing the timber of his voice. Yeah. When he would do that, like yeah, that, that, that was, was a little that weird. That is insanity. That's not just yeah. he's a weirdo sometimes. Yeah, and then when he's you know I'm being rhetorical, and you're like, um, yeah, why? Uh, the one guy says uh, I can't tell if you're uh, if you're a genius or just arrogant, and he says on a good day I'm both. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, I I made a note here. He's really really cold in this one, but- and then um. We got into he's pretending to be heartless. Okay, before we get into that, the last the last quick one is I'm the doctor and I'll be your victim tonight. And then of course, are, are you, you my, my mommy? mommy? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um. So he was yeah he was pretending to be heartless. So Corbin, are you saying that he's been pretending to be heartless like since he regenerated, or what no, are you saying? I'm just saying like I don't think. This doctor is actually heartless and I hate how they cruel portray and him. cold all the time. But a lot of the time, it's just like he's doing mean things to be mean and evil or whatever. And it's like, yeah. why he has no reason to do this other than to be cruel. And it's like that's not. I mean, the doctor. There, there's plenty of times where ten or eleven would like do something crazy. But he always kind of had like a twinkle in his eye about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just go with it type of thing. Whereas 12 does not. He plays it very close to the chest, as he actually said to Perkins. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of, it's not as fun when he's being, when he's being unlike himself, when he's being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Out of character. Uncharacteristic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's acting out of character. Um, it's not as, oh, like, oh, I see what he's doing. Cause I'll be honest with you. Like even having yeah. seen this episode before and seen the whole arc of the 12th doctor, I was like, he's being a real jerk this episode. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I mean, you never have 10 and 11, like shouting at a drunken homeless man and then stealing his <laughs> coat though. Like give me your coat. There's no yes. reason for the both of us yeah. to be cold. I still, man, uh, least, least favorite regeneration episode ever. Yeah. Um, I did like the the line that he said, sometimes the only choices you have to make are bad choices, but still you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was a uh, really lesser of two evils. Um, and then I, we kind of got into this with Perkins a little bit. He was totally ready to replace Clara with Perkins. 
Did y'all notice that? Like normally, because for all he knew, Clara was just going to leave him. Yeah, so. this was this was their last hurrah. Yeah, and so he was like prepping the next uh, companion. He was yeah. ready. He was ready to drop Clara off and then go off on adventures with Perkins. Yeah, and then total like double reversal. Perkins is like, no thanks. No, and Clara's like, I'm staying. I was so weird. Yeah, again, and the that's another like. like I, I don't think the doctor would do this, but they just want this doctor to seem like, oh, he doesn't care about no one, so he's just going <laughs> to replace her immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know of a time where we've had like overlapping companions like that. Like normally, like he they yeah. he loses a companion, and, and then, then oh, he finds cry, the next one. cry, sad. Yeah, <laughs> recovery time. Travel alone because I'm never going to do that ever again. Yeah, and then I, oh, look, of course, oh, you're impressing me. Let me audition you now. <laughs> Guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. You can find all of the awesome ways that you can become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. Uh, so we didn't really have a can we talk about then, right? Uh, no, no, really. Kind of mm, yeah. hit the big, the big biggies there. So that just brings us down to the classic Who connection. Let's hear what Jared had to say this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for Mummy on the Orient Express. So, obviously, um, this is a loosely, very loosely based on uh, a story of Agatha Christie uh, called Murder on the Orient Express. And uh, that's a wonderful story, and they've made some great movies out of it, and, and, and it's an excellent book. And, of course, we know that the Brits love, love, love their Agatha Christie. And so we have a couple of uh, serials in Classic Who that are uh, based on Agatha Christie stories, and I'm not sure that we mentioned them back uh, with the Agatha Christie episode in New Who um, shoot, something in the Wasp. Uh, clearly, I've done my homework. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure that we, we mentioned them then. So we've got the Robots of Death and the Terror of the Vervoids. Uh, th- those were two classic Who serials, uh, again, based on Agatha Christie stories. And while we didn't get the Twelfth Doctor talking while he offered jelly babies like the Fourth Doctor often did, we did get the doctor offering jelly babies for the first time on screen in New Who. Uh, so I, I like that because I do think that uh, Capaldi or the 12th doctor is very similar. There's a lot of similarities to the fourth doctor. Uh, definitely much more serious doctors than we've had the past couple. So uh, I like that they brought the jelly babies back with uh, the 12th doctor here with Capaldi. In the serial The Curse of Fenric, we've talked about this before because the 11th Doctor did it um, too, but uh, the 7th Doctor in the serial Curse of Fenric kind of also faked out his companion, made him, uh, his companion at the time was Ace, and made her no longer really believe in him in order to save the day. And so that's kind of... The doctor kind of did that. Uh, you know, the connection here is is not as tight as the last time we talked about it, but um, definitely similar similar plot uh, a um, plot structure there for for it. 
And uh, the first time, we've talked about this before also, the first time that we see that the Doctor can go a lot longer than humans without breathing is in the serial The, the, the Ark in Space. Finally, uh, it's a pretty, pretty light um, connection here, but the Doctor has encountered mummies before. Uh, well, of course, Rings of Akatan in New Who is, is mummy-like, at least, uh, monster, but the Doctor encountered mummies in the serial The Pyramids of Mars. And that's it. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, we've kind of talked about before, but um, definitely uh, some some good connections there uh, being made. Uh, but I uh, I'm I'm really starting to get into the twelfth Doctor here. Uh, I didn't um, get into him uh, the the first time around. First time I've seen these episodes. I've only seen them once because uh, I've, I've never really liked the 12th Doctor that much. I'm hoping much like 9, I'm going to like him a lot more watching through. That hasn't come about a whole lot yet until the last couple of episodes. So I did appreciate this one. Really doesn't have a whole lot to do with Murder on the Orient Express. I would have loved to see a little more uh, connections to that story. Um, but that's okay. Uh, they, they It gave them a, a good setting on the train there, the space train. Um, and of course, solving the murder on the train uh, definitely is connected there. Uh, but Man, did they bring on a monster like we haven't seen in a while. Finally, I think since uh, the the silence and the weeping angels, here was a monster I was freaked out by. And uh, just, you know, there was, there's, uh, they really set up uh, that, that story well. And even though at least I've never heard of that in, in folklore or, or mythology or anything like that, the, this, uh, the, the, the monster here, but, um, I think they just made it up. Uh, you guys maybe have already talked about that, but man, they did a good job setting that up and and giving it a backstory. And uh, really, uh, I mean, there were serious consequences with this one. I mean, the, the people were were dying, and and the fact that this uh, has been done before to try and figure out uh, how to capture this the the mummy here um, it just. Man, uh, just that that got to me on uh, that was very creepy. So um, I, 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 I liked what they did. I liked how they played it out. I liked where they went with it. And I think it really played well to this doc, the way Capaldi is playing the doctor. I think it, it played well to his deadpan. It played well to his more serious nature. Uh, and, and I think everything worked very, very well. So uh, a little more than I, I usually give you, but uh, I just sort of catching you up to speed on how I'm approaching these and thinking about it. But I'm giving it 8.5 out of 10 seconds left to live. <laughs> the, the countdown is going. So that got dark real quick. Anyway, um, so I'll just move right on to the creep levels. Uh, 350 creep levels there. Uh, for this one, um, probably could have gone higher, but that that just feels about right. 350 out of 500 creep levels. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and thank you to the Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, so Jared gave it 8.5 out of 10 seconds left to live. Wouldn't that be like out of 66 seconds? I guess. So you'd have to like multiply his 8.5 times 6.6. Which is I can't do the math. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> it bother. doesn't work. No I can't. Oh, Trip, you, you stole mine. Trip, what's your what's your rating there, buddy? 
Um, eight out of ten gross mummy feet. <laughs> <laughs> Stole mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you care to elaborate? I mean, for all the things that we said so far, how like this wasn't a very good like character story. It was just more <laughs> of a fun story. So I liked that part, but I don't like that they tried to add it in as a character episode. Like they okay. tried to make it a character episode and it just they didn't pull it off very well. Okay. I like the whole idea of like the soldier lost in time and trying to still win the war. Right. I like that. That it's was a, cool. it's a neat take on that trope. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've seen that kind of thing uh, in science fiction before, but that, that was a neat take on it. Corbin, what about you? Uh, I don't. I didn't really like this one a whole lot. I mean, oh really? Uh, <laughs> I'll put aside. Color me surprised. <laughs> Rewind. I'll put 20 aside minutes. the, you know, all that I've complained about how stupid this little character <laughs> arc was. I just didn't like. I thought this concept was a little silly. It's like, dang. Oh, <laughs> oh. there's a trips teleporting like, trips space. Like, this is a great story that they shoehorn some character arc into, and Corbin's like, I thought it was a crap story with bad character development. <laughs> It's like, okay, we have a teleporting space mummy that if you see it, you I'm have sorry, 66 you seconds in left space. To, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting there. You okay. have 66 seconds left to live as soon as you see it. Right. On a freaking, like, express train in space. An express train. That's not space. actually an express train. It turns out to be some kind of laboratory thing. I mean, I, I could make cool. fun. But still a space train. Yeah. I could make fun of the concept all day, but I, d- I don't think they did terrible with the idea i just think the idea is a little silly so i'm gonna say uh seven uh seven flag scrolls whatever that flag was. scrolls that, 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 um, that thing was weird i i will say um the idea of a train in space is dumb but it's the to me it's the kind <laughs> of dumb that i, I like. love the cars like decoupling in space and whatnot yeah and like, and like everything's flowing everywhere when it stops and it's my like, my yeah. number one thing was at the very beginning they they actually by the way they they actually took a second to say uh, instead of rails it's uh, hyper gravity trails or you know like I forget what they called it I love how we but see they, it turning and looping around that's the thing is I was like wait why is it why is it turning <laughs> it's like, a straight the trains like, turn because they like line. go with the slope of the land and they have to like avoid oh, go there's with the a slope house. of the space yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly the invisible uh whatever flubity do trail rails or whatever uh that curve bend that bend for some reason yeah um there okay if we're gonna if we're gonna nitpick um bad science in science fiction was all there was also the when they're looking out the window at the black hole like mm-hmm. they were already too close to that black hole oh, yeah. they were all dead okay they were all like at the event horizon also that was like the only attraction thing we saw the entire episode what do you mean it was like they're like if you look off to your left you'll see a black hole okay that's because the the void of space is incredibly empty (laughs) incredibly vast yeah interesting that you brought that up because the wikia pointed out that the original script called for the train to go past the seven wonders of the universe so like <sighs> seven wonders of the ancient and world yeah, yeah. They were gonna go, yeah they were gonna go by the seven wonders of the universe wow um so interesting How that you're pointing that out train moving? Yeah. good grief uh, yeah right <laughs> well thankfully the seven wonders are all located 
you know, within, within the, twenty feet from each other. <laughs> exactly, they're they're a walk away. <laughs> um, so again, I, you know, okay, a train in space is just as dumb as the space Titanic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but it's right. the kind of dumb that I love because I'm like, yeah. I don't it's like even why, care. Why would you have a train in space? Okay, you stop to think let's about do how this works. It's like. Bleh. How does it break? Because <laughs> if it breaks, then all the cars behind it start slamming into the front one and keeps pushing it forwards more. That was and the that was the funny thing is when it stopped, you could tell it was like they were all tipping off of tracks. You know, it's like, like why didn't they just stop? Stop! They're just like kind of falling. Um, so again, it was some of that was dumb, but it's the kind of dumb where I'm like. I don't care. I want an Agatha Christie novel in space. Shut up. Bring, <laughs> bring, me, my, to me. bring me my space mummy soldier and, and pop <laughs> the popcorn and shut up. Um, so I, I, I completely disagree with you guys. I think it was a fun episode. I love the mummy. Mm-hmm. I vaguely fun, remembered. I'll give it, but yeah, I still v- ridiculous. I vaguely remembered that it was a mummy on the Orient Express. I couldn't remember. What? Wow! How did you remember that? What, what got? No, no, no. Like I remembered what it looked like. I remembered it slowly shuffling towards people. I didn't remember the sixty-six second countdown until we saw the next time last week. Um, so there was a lot of it. I definitely forgot about the ending, about it being a soldier, and that you know the whole resolution, uh, the, sort of the Scooby-Doo ending to it. Um, forgot about all that, and still, it was just it was a lot of fun to to mm-hmm. rewatch. I thought the character development part was good. I think y'all don't get it. Um, I or think you're wrong. I, that's because you're wrong. So <laughs> looking at me on the right side looks like I'm wrong. It's like looking okay. in a mirror. I was telling you, Dad like, this That's not my day. right hand. That's my left hand. Like, no, it's because you're wrong. I was wrong. telling Dad this yesterday, but the character development for the past two you know, episodes has been like a straight line followed by a giant loop-de-doo that has gone back into a straight line where it's yeah. like this giant kerfuffle in her life or whatever and now now she's <laughs> and perfectly back if to you would have skipped over these two episodes i you uh, wouldn't have known i seriously anything. think you could have skipped these episodes and you'd think nothing had happened i think that y'all are glossing over the the three-week gap yeah. and everything that happened in this episode <laughs> <laughs> she had all that conversation with Maisie. Then she had, when she was getting mad with the doctor again, you lied, you made me lie, and somebody almost died because of it. And then it's like, oh, wait, you were pretending to be heartless. That never works. That anyway. never works. <laughs> that trope gonna, not, never works. We're not, we, we're not going to rehash it. Um, I thought it was great. I'm going to give it nine out of ten Perkins. <laughs> I, I, I have that right. Uh, creep level. Jared gave it 350 out of 500. Yeah, trip. I think that's a little bit high. I'm going to go. I I think that the mummy was, that was good. It Even, looked good. I oh, liked it how, was, yeah, like how it faded in and then like it's like walking. I do appreciate and, and they didn't the try and hide it at all. It was like one of the yeah. first things you see in the episode. And oh, like, you mean there wasn't I, like the eventual You saw the review? mummy before yeah. you saw the doctor and Well, Clark, like you said, it was like, in the title. Oh, thank you. So you couldn't like. You couldn't like hide it. Yeah. You know, you couldn't. If it had been mystery on the Orient Express, then yeah, you know, or something, but. Whoa, well, I'm going to give it, it um, 180 out of 500. Right. I just think it's it's like scary, but it's. I'm, yeah. I'm going to again disagree and say 400 <laughs> out of 500. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, because that mummy creeped me not out. Not the Slovene. Um, huh? <laughs> not the Slovene. <laughs> uh, the foot. 
It's just the foot. <laughs> the <laughs> foot. It's just. It a, bothers me. It's like yeah. any regular zombie foot. Yeah. It, you could see the toes. <laughs> and they're like, they're I mean, like rotten bent. toes are unpleasant. <laughs> In ways that they're not supposed to be. Zombie toes are never nice to look at. Exactly. And it was gross. And then they started doing close-ups of its chest and you could see like ribs and throw it and like desiccated flesh clinging to the bone. And then a flag for some reason. And by the way, by the way, the idea of the incredibly slow thing that it does not matter what you do in 66 seconds, it will touch you. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like, oh, by the way, you know, so we always do like it, there's no such thing as vampires, it's aliens. There's no werewolves, it's aliens. That that whole thing that we always talk about. This time, like, no, it's it was a mummy. <laughs> it's a straight up mummy. Oh wise. Um, also but it was a space mummy with technology. But here's the thing. The, what's the trope in, in horror movies, right? You run and run and run and run and run, you go around the corner, and then you look right you look right around the corner and there's nothing there, and then you look left, and there's the bad guy. How did he get there before you did? Right? Okay, because of teleporters. Like, I love Apparently. that. <laughs> like the, the professor guy said, no matter how fast you run, no matter where you go, it will always be right behind you. Yeah, because it has a teleporter. And then it actually did that to the professor guy where it disappeared yeah. from in front of him and showed up right behind him. So it's like, no matter what you do, that thing is going to put its gnarly, <laughs> crusty, yet somehow still juicy, oh, wrapped in dusty cloth gray flesh fingertips on your face. Like, I don't even care if you're going to kill me. Just don't touch me with those. Okay? Like, just like shoot me or something. Don't touch me with those fingers. So for that reason, 400 out of 500. Wait. What about you? Can ever explain why bullets don't affect it at all? Because it's I mean, phased it's out, phase. out of time. Yeah. So you can only see it. It walks but also through the it doctor. it can touch you and. It walked through the doctor. They're like, so. Yeah. It was yeah, a little it's out of phase. It was a little weird. Until it was it out of phase. You. It can make you see it while you're not out of phase. You can't interact with it, but then it can just touch you. If you but kill walk straight because during now. that 66 seconds, it's pulling you out of phase enough that it can touch you. That's uh, that was yeah. the whole point for the timer. Also, but the body is there in it space. Remain out of phase. So what does he do? Push it back out? Well, no, because they never disappear completely. So he just pulls you out of phase enough. That they don't even disappear. Kind. What were you saying, Trip? They're like flying through space. It walks through the doctor, but yet it, it's appearing on the ground in oh, the yeah, light. Oh, that's not levitating. That's the problem. That is the problem with every oh, science walk fiction show that does around this. this wall or something. And I, straight I think I've mentioned this before, where um, especially when it's science fiction doing this. So TNG has an episode about this. I don't know. I don't think we've gotten to it yet. It's it's like late, maybe season seven, mm-hmm. where um, two of the characters um, go out of phase with the universe. And, and everybody thinks they're dead. And so it's a ghost episode, right? Yeah. They're able to walk around the ship, but then they can like walk through walls and walk through people and nobody can see them, but they can see everything. But they still and walk on the they're floor. They're definitely you know. ghosts and they can always walk on the floor. The ship is traveling at warp speed and they are not only moving with the ship, they are on the, f- they are stepping on the floor and it's fine. So they're and interacting they can with take, the air. Well, and they can take the turbo lift. And go to different floors. Nice. And yet there's a scene where they they're you know, there's an enemy guy and they like tackle him and like knock him through a wall and then they knock him through an outer wall and he just goes tumbling through space. What? So like if you knock him through an outer wall that's 
horizontal. I mean, it's vertical. He'll go tumbling out into space, but the floor, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Like, yeah. You can Not always stand on the, the floor. floor, but you stay with the ship as it's moving as it's moving. Space. Yeah, Until and it's, it's the same thing the with walls. the with the mummy. It's out of phase. It can walk through uh, Peter Capaldi's face, but it doesn't but fall that, through the floor of the train. You can't do it in space. Straight through his eyeball. Oh my uh, gosh, that was so well done. Where is it? Where is it? Where is he right now? It's like oh my gosh. All right, so Corbin, Corbin, what? ridiculously underrated creep level are you going to give it, you jaded, jaded person? Look, I'm standing by this. I've Sorry, enough, I meant to say, what's your opinion? I've <laughs> seen enough zombie creatures that I'm going to give this 150. I mean, <sighs> it's just a zombie jaded. creature. Shut 150. up. 150, wow. Not everyone can okay. be sissies like you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got stories I could tell. All right, uh, I'm your father. Uh, so that brings us to theories, which reminds me, we didn't get a blooming thing. No. Y'all kept talking about this as a throwaway episode. So as, many people all this died kind of stuff. in this episode. So many people died and we did not get a heaven scene. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Corbin. What? Based off of our, our current understandings and theories. I no one A lot of people died, but why? Not by robots. Ah, none of them so. were robots. And none of them were killed by robots. And also, they didn't entirely, like, disappear. Like, they what? just died. Yeah. And then they don't out. ever disappear. Well, no, I guess, interestingly enough, what Tripp is saying is, so far, the two people that we saw die and have go to, not go been to, there. Yeah, like, their bodies die. were vaporized. No, because the, well, no, the robot that fell. But he's yeah, but the humans, there. the humans that yeah, died the have humans. been vaporized. Well, that's as far as we know. The ones that we've what? seen. As well, far as we know, as far as we know, they're the humans. Pl- oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying as far as we know, they were vaporized. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, we, we know that pretty well. No. We yeah. saw it happen. Uh, okay, so no more, no additional thoughts on Missy yeah, slash there, there was nothing. Heaven slash Nether Sphere, which uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so that brings us down to listener input, and uh, Christina uh, took to heart what I had to say. Yeah. You guys will remember she chimed in what she thought was early enough and turned out to be literally like an hour too late because she submitted her, uh, her advanced feedback right after we finished uh, recording the episode. So she got in way in advance. She posted this on her Facebook page, like, like two weeks ago. She was like, I'm not missing out on this one. So, uh, here's her comment. She said, mummy on the Orient express, another fantastic episode. Capaldi might not be my favorite doctor, but he is in a lot of my favorite episodes. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Mm. I keep going, Wait a minute, that was a Capaldi episode. She says, uh, this one kept me on my toes from the get-go. And just for the record, my toes are nowhere near as nasty <laughs> as those decaying <laughs> trip, it gets worse. Nowhere near as nasty as those <laughs> decaying lumps. The mummy, the mummy slowly dragged across the floor. You shiver. You're a bad person for writing. <laughs> She says, if it weren't for the excellent makeup and costume, the creep level would have stayed right on the bottom floor, but they did such a good job on the mummy that the creep level elevator shot right up to floor 425. And knowing uh, you have exactly 66 seconds to live and can't do anything about it, add on another 25 floors. So she put it at 450. So you you guys thought I was high. Uh, She says, this one was really fun to watch. I give it a 9 out of 10 unnecessary cords hanging from the bottom of a cell phone. Yeah. 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 Where did that go? Was that thing going into his pocket? Where was, what was that? I think that phone was on the spaceship. No, he was walking all up and down 
the the train with that thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was bizarre. And it had like a little green light on the face side of it so that he always had like this green glow on his face. That was so weird. So, Christina, um, thanks for uh, – you know what? She didn't include uh, Xavier's um, – rating so i wonder mm. if he if he gave it a rating yet or maybe she hadn't showed it to him yet or maybe he uh, hates it like <laughs> probably and probably so uh, so if you want to if you want to throw in your input like christina and xavier have been doing uh make sure you either email that to us or uh, send it to us on facebook i'll tell you what if you if you email it to us you got a much better chance of making sure that it gets in on time because i always have to check the email for jared's segment so I'm always doing that at least right before we record. So um, head head over to uh, email us over at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com. As we said, we moved. And so um, as a result of that, um, we've been super duper busy. Um, as evidenced by the fact that our episode last week, which we recorded the week prior, we even though it was recorded and in the can, it didn't go out Sunday like it's supposed to. It, it didn't go out until like Wednesday evening. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like texting Corbin from like I was out Dude, somewhere. And I'm like, episode. hey, go launch the episode. Just yeah. dag on it. <laughs> we're almost we're almost going to be uh, like a whole week without an episode. So, yeah. but I will say this, guys we we busted butt uh, busted our butts busted butt. That is <laughs> wow, hang on. We busted our <laughs> we busted our butts to uh, make sure we didn't miss a, an episode. We had a couple of really weird. Uh, weekends and um but we managed to get uh set up enough in the new place that uh we are we are in the most uh jack-legged uh studio (laughs) possible right now yeah Uh, but it worked we gotta post a picture of this up on Uh, yeah yeah we gotta get a picture of the new uh (laughs) closet studios uh which as it is right now is is no longer in a closet but neither was the last ones (laughs) well yeah this is this is now the third uh master closet studios two of which were not did not involve a closet in any number that have been in a room and not a closet well exceeds the last one was actually in the master bedroom for oh that's true yeah Yeah, that's true technically the master bedroom yeah yeah so so we've moved from the master bedroom closet to the master bedroom to a bedroom. <laughs> Anywho, guys, um, next week we are continuing on with series eight, uh, doing episode nine, the title of which I will have momentarily ah, because nice that part of the notes is never get gets changed. We should probably start uh, changing it eventually. Yeah. What is the next one, guys? Well, let me see. Uh, flatline, flatline, yeah, which uh, had had Someone's some. Someone's gonna die. A really, in, yeah, had a really interesting uh, next time. I don't remember that. Wait next a minute, time is this all. the one I'm thinking of? <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, they did not give any hint of this. Uh, Corbin, do not go to the Wikia for okay. that episode. Um, they did not give us any hint in the next time about something that's going to happen in the next episode. If the if the picture on the Wikia is what I'm thinking it is, this is going to be one of my favorite TARDIS things we ever do. And they okay. did not they did not tip tip it off at all in the next time. So I'm really okay. looking forward to I don't that. remember the next time whatsoever. Um I remember it being pretty intense. We watched it last night. They were night. like picture frame we're, we're terrible. people yeah, or whatever. Oh yeah, the, they're trying to break into the third dimension or whatever. Yeah. So it's Wait. Like, what if oh, yeah. what if Flatland was a horror story, <laughs> <laughs> an invasion story? Uh, so, anyways, guys, check out series eight, episode nine, Flatline. 
As always, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connection. And shout outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Hoobian, Twitter.com slash Noobs or email us at Noobs in the Hoobian at gmail.com. And you can consider supporting us by heading over to Noobs in the slash support. And there on the website, you'll find all of these links and more, including the full show notes, which I have to go post last week's <laughs> whole thing. Cause you still haven't done that. No, yeah. I didn't. You know, we got the episode out and, and I just considered that a victory. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully nobody has tapped Hurrah. into that other feed that comes off of the website because it, that episode hasn't been launched yet. So <laughs> wherever you find us guys, make sure that you subscribe, leave a rating, uh, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the new. And until next time, guys, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Be whip. Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>